Hello again, ladies and gentlemen. Ghost Nobody here, ready to bring you Chapter 9 of Radiance, my Fallout fan fiction. As always, I do hope you've been enjoying this little stroll through the Fallout universe, and I do hope you're finding my little spin on things to be intriguing and you know, enjoyable. Obviously, uh, any way you can, if you can leave me feedback, tell me what you're enjoying. If there's things that you know you're not enjoying so much, let me know. I always take criticism well, and I always tend to try and improve myself whenever possible. So if you want to go to fanfiction.net or archive of our own, you'll find the written versions on both those sites. Just tag podcast to the actual comment, just so I know which one you're looking at, rather than the written one. As if you're obviously writing it to the written one, I'm going to assume it's just the chapter you're reading, and it's a few chapters behind. So if you want to review this current chapter... Put podcast in the title. That way then, I know where we're talking about. So, without any further ado, welcome to Radiance. Oh, and as always, the usual disclaimer. I don't own any of that Fallout or any of this. I don't own Pretty Death Claws that love humans. I don't own, like, sassy robots. And I'm definitely not hiding either of which in my cupboard at home. And I will now step away. So, without further ado, welcome to Radiance. Chapter 9. Eye of the Beholder When Savin finally turned around, Visa's half both froze and leapt about in her chest all at once. She'd been trying her hardest to remain regal and dignified the entire time he was stripping his annoying clothes off. She'd also tried her hardest not to stare at him and to give him some sort of measure of dignity and privacy. She'd failed on all fronts. She didn't know why humans insisted on wearing those annoying garments to cover themselves up. She guessed it something, had something to do with their frailty and fragility. All she knew was whatever the reason is, they were maddening. They were like a present that insisted on being wrapped at all times, only hinting at what was inside, while at any point he could pretty much see her in all her regal glory. But when he turned, Visa's reality simply broke clean in two. She'd been trying to get to grips with her over the last couple of days with what was happening to her, how these strange feelings towards the strange humour were changing her, while also not trying to deny them, but also trying to understand them. But when she saw him, her denial, resistance and everything else came crashing down all around her. It was the most beautiful thing she'd ever seen. No, beautiful wasn't strong enough a word to describe him. He was exquisite. His caramel white skin looked so incredibly soft. It also contrasted so beautifully with his snow white fur, making it really stand out. Not to mention that rosy blush colour that she loved so much seemed to be covering him all over now. His delicate features and musculature begged to be explored by curious clawed hands. He looked so fragile and frail and delicate like a beautiful blooming flower showing its radiance to the world for the first time. Something to be cherished and treated with such delicateness that his body he practically called to her. It was like his silk-soft-looking hide was full of magnets trying to pull her claws to it. That's when she caught sight of his most sacred treasure, and she felt her breath catch in her chest. It was a very strange shape compared to that of a male claw. That didn't make it in any way ugly or repulsive. In fact, quite the opposite. To Visa's surprise and guilty delight, 
was almost the same size as that of a male claw. Most people would think that given their size, male claws would be huge in that department. That simply wasn't so. Male claws usually topped out about 10 to 12 inches long mark. But for the most part, they were about 8 to 9. Plus the way it was shaped was very, very different. This human had more than enough to satisfy even the demanding of female claws. A male claw's maleness was wide at the root and tapered into a very thin pointed tip that was rather flexible. From what she could see, Seven looked to be about the same length as his name implied, about seven inches long, and a little thought scurried out into her brain wondering if that cruel doctor who had abused him named him for this very reason. That's when her whole thought caused a f- full fireworks display of others to start popping up in her head. He'd been abused before. He'd been treated poorly, denied gentleness and kindness. She would never, ever let that happen to him again. And most certainly, not at her claws. Before her brain could stop her, she quickly jammed her own large clawed foot in her gob, as a single word tumbled out before she could stop it. Exquisite, she said and instantly Seven's blush deepened considerably, making her heart race. Thank you, Visa. You're very kind to say that. He stammered in such a cute, embarrassed tone that it made Visa's heart utterly melt. He was utterly adorable, and now stripped of his armour and protection, he just looked so incredibly vulnerable. All sorts of salacious thoughts were invading Visa's brain, popping out of the shadows like a game of wacko mole rat. There were just so many she just couldn't stop them, and they were showing her such incredibly delicious and naughty things involving her and Seven, showing her all sorts of things that she could only not only do with him, but to him. If only she would take that first step into the taboo. Visa took both a mental and physical step forwards towards the vulnerable-looking human. He looked up at her with eyes filled with what she figured was a mixture of nervousness and embarrassment, but also hope and it was that last one that really pulled her in. Visa's claws were literally shaking as she reached out towards him. This was it. No turning back. She took this step and touched him, and he led her. Then there was no turning back for her. She would be utterly in the unknown. The place of the heart the eye does not see. A place of secrets. Of secrets and wants and desires that only make themselves known when it is already too late. Visa's large hand touched Seven's chest, and he didn't swat it away or give her a look of disgust, like some little black, little black thoughts in the back of her mind was screaming to warn her about. Instead, he simply stood there and looked up at her as her brain was flooding with sensations radiating from the clawed hand. His skin was like silk, soft, smooth, beautiful, it was so incredibly warm. It's like he had a little mini nuclear reactor in his chest. One that beat powerfully enough to send the most incredible vibration along her claws. That's when it hit her. That was his heartbeat. It was like she was touching his heart. Oh, oh, wow. Visa breathed softly before she could stop herself. So far her attempts to appear regal and detached were failing miserably. She was like an adolescent claw just been looked at for the first time. How was he doing this to her? She was an alpha female claw, and he was this tiny little adorable cute pretty human 
was turning her brain into a gibbling and bubbling mess. And he wasn't even doing anything. Should we, um, maybe get into the bath? Seven suggested, his voice snapping her mind like somebody twanging an elastic band inside her skull. Bath? Oh yes, right, the bath, of course. Visa exclaimed as the reality of why they were actually in the room together slapped her across the face. She'd utterly forgotten, but now his words added even more images to the salacious whack-a-mole rat game in her brain. Quick as a flash, she turned him and, holding him by the shoulders, she guided the surprised beautiful human towards the pool, and with a squeal of surprise, into the water, which when she touched it, she realised why he made such a surprise noise. The water was cold. It wasn't freezing or anything, it was certainly colder than the room, and with a quick flash, took both their breaths away as they slid in. It was also deeper than it looked as well, coming up to Seven's chest in the centre, and her waist just at her hips. But the surprising bit of cold caused a reaction in her, and protective armament scaled flaps on her chest swells moved to one side, causing her young feeding teats to become exposed. To her utter shock, they also hardened and extended from her body. Seven also chose that exact moment to turn around as he felt her grip on his shoulder slacken enough. She instantly saw his bright eyes go right to them, obviously having never seen them before and a flash of anger and embarrassment shot through Visa as his eyes studied the large nubs of dark flesh that were now exposed to the air, and for some reason, tingling. I, um, could wash you if you want, Visa. There's enough room for you to lay down here if you want to, Seven said, suddenly snapping her thoughts back again. Visa was instantly taken aback by the surprising boldness from the adorable human that was wrapped in a cotton-soft, adorable and shield of his. It utterly disarmed her. She'd been bracing herself to demand what he was staring at, but in his words robbed her of her venom. They were just so kind and gentle. Plus the thought entered her head that he was kind of staring at him the whole time as well, so it really wasn't fair of her to have a go at him for doing the same thing as her, now was it? Especially as the part of him she'd been staring at the most was a damn sight more intimate than some teats. She also noticed that he seemed to be trying to hide it with his hands below the waterline, and she wondered why for a moment. That was until she noticed, despite the coldness of the water, it had grown. Visa's breath caught in her throat again, and her heart bounced in her chest. Had she done that to him? Had she caused him to become aroused? Suddenly she detected a spicy, sweet scent in the air that hadn't been there before. When she took a breath of it, it made her brain go all foggy and tingly. What was it? Where was it coming from? She took a couple of sniffs, and then leaned forwards, closing her eyes and following her nose, until she found the source, and she took a very deep breath, letting it fill her lungs and flood her senses. It was like breathing honey. Suddenly Seven's voice snapped her back to reality again. Uh, Visa? Are you okay? You, um, appear to be sniffing me, he said, and Visa's eyes snapped open. She was met with a very close-up view of Seven's beautifully defined chest, and she instantly realised with a cold slap that the scent was his. Arousal pheromones. These were human arousal pheromones, or at least they were Seven's. She couldn't ever remember smelling anything like this from any other humans, or from any other being that, for that matter. Visa stood up quicker than she intended and pushed Seven away from her by accident 
as her embarrassment flooded her again. Seven slipped over and splashed down into the water with a surprised cry. A cold, fearful shot hit her right in the chest. Oh, what if she'd hurt him? Oh, she hadn't meant to. She had because she could be so stupid at times. Quick as a flash, she reached into the water and fished him out, finding and wrapping her large hands around his torso to lift him. As he appeared from the water, he coughed and spluttered, and his snow-white fur clung to his head, now soaked as it was. What the hell, Visa? A simple no would have sufficed. Didn't need to sniff me and then try to drown me, Seven exclaimed loudly and angrily. A flash of anger at his harsh words lashed through her. She prepared to rebuke him. But then she realised she'd been the one in the wrong. I'm sorry, Seven. It was an accident. It was not my intention to push you down. It was merely curious as to the scent I was smelling. A female claw's sense of smell is very sensitive. It surprised me when I realised that it was you, and I reacted poorly out and out of instinct. I apologise. You're not injured, are you? She said apologetically. But rather than answer her, Seven did something utterly out of character. He reached down and splashed the large female claw. Visa was utterly taken aback by this, and must have shown on her face because he splashed her again, sending a mini wave of cold water firing up over her chest, which sent a flurry of tingles down her back. But when she looked at him for an answer, she didn't see anger or malice in her eyes. She saw mirth and amusement. He was being playful. That's when it clicked. He was trying to play with her and trying to defuse the situation. So with an evil smirk, Visa lowered herself down a bit. She wasn't going to be outdone by a little cute human. No matter how pretty he was, and with a single flick of her mighty tail, she utterly drenched him with a wave of cold water that hit him. The mini wave nearly knocked him off his feet, but rather than look angry or even surprised, his grin widened, and to her utter surprise, Visa found her heart fluttering like a bird in her chest. Oh, his smile was so pretty. The way his face just seemed to utterly light up and glow like that was utterly sublime. Not bad, Clawbur. Not bad at all, but not enough gun, I'm afraid, he said, making an odd gesture at her with his hand like he was miming, pouring a cup of water over her head. Visa grinned back and cocked her head curiously. Oh, and just how much gun do you have, little one? She shot back playfully. Look up, Seven said, and Visa did so, and just as instantly her mouth fell open. Floating above her was a large perfect sphere of water, like a miniature planet floating above her, the candlelight making it sparkle like it was made of pure crystal. That's when Seven released his hold on it, and the ball fell right on her head. Visa gasped loudly as she was drenched by the ball and it knocked her off her feet, submerging her. While under the water she spun over and was presented with a rather large close-up view of Seven's beautiful body. And a sudden flash of heat ran right through Visa, followed by a crashing wave of desire that lit her whole body aflame, starting in her loins. This took Visa utterly by surprise. Yes, she thought he was beautiful. Yes, she thought he was adorable and pretty. But now the stark realisation hit her like a hard slap. She wanted him. She actually wanted a human being. Her body was yearning for his. Suddenly those salacious thoughts burst through the protective mental wall she'd thrown up to contain them, 
and she saw all sorts of wonderful things. His hands running all over and caressing her hide, those nimble little fingers getting into all the hard-reached spots between her scales and touching her everywhere, kissing her all over with those soft-looking human lips, him lifting her tail and... It was like a bubble burst inside a visa, just popped. Try as she might, she simply couldn't deny it. She'd fallen for him. She didn't know how or even why, but the truth hit her hard. She was in love with a human being. She was in love with Seven, and every fibre of her being cried out to her to make him hers, and hers alone. But how does a claw go about seducing a human? Visa had absolutely no clue how to proceed. But she had to do something, and right now they were having fun, simply playing with one another. Maybe if she carried that on, it would lead to an opportunity to get closer to him. So like an alligator stalking its prey, Visa moved below the surface and then pounced. Maybe human males were like claw males. After all, a male is a male, right? So maybe a show of strength and dominance would win him over. She burst out of the water, grabbing Seven as she did, but with a deft display of speed and agility, rather than let him land her hard on his back and crack his head on the hard stone, which, to a frail, fragile creature like him, could even lead to a possibly lethal outcome, which would devastate Visa in a way she couldn't even begin to contemplate. She flicked her clawed hands around to his back and took the blow on the back of her hands as she pinned him below her. One of her large hands was behind his head, the other spread across his back. The feel of his soft skin and supple muscles as he twisted and wriggled trying to free himself was utterly sublime. It only served to turn that flame in her belly right the way up to eleven. Oh, how she yearned to feel him writhe like this between her legs, to feel his glorious soft hide gliding over her own. But this was just play, and she had to keep it that way until she was both sure she had both his interest and his attention. Then she would strike and claim her prey. Using both her tail and one of her large feet, she utterly pinned him, and she leaned down to grin at him closly. He looked up at her, and to his surprise, and also to her delight, he didn't show any sign of distress by being pinned down by her this way. He simply grinned up at her, but there was something curious to his expression kind of confidence that she rather liked. Wow, you guys are surprisingly fast in the water, he said, and she grinned down at him, fighting the urge to lick his face and just to taste his skin. A proud noble claw like myself has to be prepared to hunt our prey on any or in any terrain, she said proudly, and he nodded. Yeah, I can see that. Well, I guess you win the wrestling match, since I really don't want or wish to hurt you to prove a point. Plus, I could really do without a headache right now. So, um, would you, uh, you know, like me to wash your back or something now? He said, trying to keep his composure as he offered her service again, which utterly delighted her. It seemed he'd recognised her strength at the very least. But then he'd also challenged it, which to no noble claw such as her, they could ignore. Oh, hurt me, you say? How would a fragile, pretty little thing like you do that? She purred, hoping that she was coming across as seductive, not either scary or creepy as all hell. His eyes seemed to sparkle with delight, which made her heart flutter. 
I threw a tunnel at a bunch of ghouls, remember? I literally just dropped a ball of water bigger than you on your head. You think I can't get out of a simple pinning hold? Seven said confidently, and suddenly Vivisus felt something subtly rather alien to her. Self-doubt. She'd utterly forgotten how powerful the being pinned underneath her was. Sure, he looked all frail and cute and supremely cuddly, but he was anything but. That power of his, while yes, it did cripple him over if it overexerted, could be used to supremely great effect. Lifting her right off him would probably prove no challenge to him whatsoever, and given that in his own words, he'd used it to tear apart a super-mutant. So how about we call this one a draw, he said softly, and Visa felt a pang of annoyance. She'd never lost a bout in her life, play or otherwise. Seven suddenly seemed to notice her indecision, and realised that she must be thinking of a way to beat him without hurting him, which in fact she was. So he did the noble thing they often seemed to do. He offered her a compromise. Tell you what, Visa, I can see your pride is needling you right now, as it's written all over your handsome face. So how about this? Accept the draw, and I'll give you something special, something you can't get from anyone else. You'll get a super special 7 exclusive claw wash. The only claw to ever experience it. How's that sound? He said, and Visa cocked her head. A super special seven exclusive claw wash. What's that? She asked curiously. And Seven simply smiled that radiant smile at her. Gotta accept my terms to find out. A draw and nothing more. Both of us get a win. But you get an extra prize for being smart and noble about it. Seven said. And Visa rather liked that. Indeed, she could show nobility in accepting terms here. So she took him at his word and nodded her head. Very well, Seven. In exchange for one of those super special seven claw washes, I accept your terms, a draw, and nothing more, she said, and she slowly let got off him, letting him get up. Seven stretched himself out as he rose to his feet, and Visa couldn't help but watch him. It was like she had magnets in her eyes drawing them to her to gaze at his supple human flesh on display, and to her utter delight. This time he didn't let either his modesty or shame get the better of him. He made no attempt to hide himself from his gaze. It was almost like he wanted her to look. He even smiled at her when he, she caught her. To her pure delight, he even seemed to flex his muscles a bit when he caught her giving her a little private show. The fact that he wanted to show off her made her burn with hunger. Oh, it made her so happy that he wasn't scared of her any more. Well, not entirely anyway. He detected a little hinting note of fear interwoven in his pheromones, and she rather liked that, because it meant he respected her strength and power, as he should. Okay, big girl, I'm a male of my word, so take a seat and we'll get this wash underway, he said, gesturing to the place where he himself had just been sat. She nodded and slowly lowered herself down to take his spot on the floor. Seven looked at her for a moment, then he moved in front of her, and to her utter surprise stepped over her leg to stand between her long legs. This forced her to part them a bit, for him to have enough room to stand. But it didn't appear that he wanted to stand, and as her heart began to pound harder and faster in her chest, he hesitated slightly and knelt right down between her thighs. Visa had to fight a whole lot of urges that were welling up in her. 
Um, well, I've never actually tried anything like this before, but if I'm going to master this and all of its facets, I'm going to need some uh, experimentation. If any time I'm too rough or you feel uncomfortable, don't hesitate to tell me outright. I want this to be a wonderful thing for you. Something you may want and even maybe want again in the future. Not something you'd simply tolerate because I gave you my word and promise, he said, and Visa's heart swelled and fluttered in her chest. His words did him proud, and they further reinforced what she believed, that he was a proud being of honour, just like her. Seven closed his eyes for a moment, as if gathering and composing himself, but when he opened them, there was a look of pure focus in them, a look that both startled her and also thrilled her beyond words. Seven reached down and scooped up water into his cupped hands, for he leaned forward and looked right up into her eyes. With your permission? he asked, and once again her heart utterly fluttered on feathered wings. So utterly respectful. Or why did this human male have to be so utterly beautiful in every single way? All she could do was nod her head as her heart had strangled her voice. He slowly tipped the cool water over her stomach before leaning in and pressing his hands to her soft scales. And Visa utterly melted as she felt his true touch for the very first time. The gentleness of it and the nimbleness of those delicate, fragile little fingers took her breath away as they sought to unseat the dirt from between and under her scales. But no sooner had he started with his hands, Visa had her brain utterly blown to bits by what he did next. All over her body, little invisible human-like hands and his words suddenly seemed to make perfect sense. He was using his telekinesis to extend his range. His army of little hands began to wash and massage her whole body all at once. She could even feel them on her lower legs and her tail. Visa's brain was like mush under the truly incredible symphony of sensations that the wonderful little human was subjecting her to. Suddenly words burst from her like one of those human fast-firing weapons before she could stop them. Leave my tail and my thighs. I, I, I wish to feel your real hands upon them, she said, flushing hotly as her brain realised the words her heart had just spoken for her. Seven simply smiled at her, and she saw the look of pain in his eyes that caused her heart to seize as the conflict arose in her. She desperately wanted to protect him from all harm, and from pain, so the thought of him in pain filled her with disgust but also filled her with an odd sense of pride and honour, that he was willing to endure this pain. For her, no one had ever accepted brother, had ever honoured her in this way, and honour must be repaid in kind. She felt the little invisible hands lift off her tail and her thighs, but they continued on their mind-blowing mission everywhere else. They weren't just washing her, they were massaging her as well. These invisible hands were far stronger than his real ones, and they kneaded and rubbed his little strong scales like warm butter. They were all over her. Her back, her arms, her lower legs, hell, even her feet. She could actually feel strong, nimble human fingers rubbing between her clawed toes and sending bolts of pure pleasure running up her legs and her spine as he worked. Visa's tail began to quiver and swish under the water, making waves as it did. Only the tip was exposed, and it danced and jinked like a snake. 
This beautiful and wonderful little human was overwhelming her senses so completely. She'd never ever felt anything like this before. Not for anyone else. No one had ever treated her this way before. If he was not worthy as her as a man who would put himself through pain for her for something as simple as washing her, then who the hell was? Seven reached up and very gently began to wash her head and face. His fingers were extra gentle. He didn't wash, he caressed. His hands ran over her cheeks and jaw before tracing over and along her horns, which sent shivers of the purest pleasure down her spine. For you see, it was a little known to all any but claws themselves, but a claw's horns were actually an erogenous zone. But Seven noticed, and that's when he did the most unexpected and bold thing in the world, something no one else could have anticipated, let alone Visa herself. He kissed her horns. The pure sensation took Visa's breath away. It was something so beautifully intimate, at the same time so completely alien to her. A male claw would have never done something like that. It was such a gentle and wonderful thing. The sensation of his soft, warm lips pressing to her horns made her shiver in all the right ways. Plus, it was so incredibly bold to kiss a female claw's horns so completely out of the blue like that. She just couldn't take it any more. She needed to claim this male for her own. She needed to own him, to possess him, to keep him for herself and no one else. Visa reached up and gripped his shoulders, utterly encompassing his upper torso in her large hands. And she moved him so that now they were face to face. She'd seen this kissing thing that humans did, not only when observing them, but in that magazine she'd found. It always intrigued her so utterly. Claws would lock and rub their horns together, but humans had no horns to rub. So maybe their lips were the same sensitivity as a clone's horns? Maybe? Only one way to find out. She pressed her mouth to his, and despite the difference in shape and size, with a little bit of wheedling and adjusting, to her supreme delight, they fit together perfectly. Seven made a quiet little whimper noise in his throat that sent a second wave of power and pleasure chasing the first from when their lips met. That's when she remembered the other things that she'd seen humans do in the magazine while kissing. They would lick each other's tongues. In fact, humans seemed to like to use their mouths and tongues on one another's bodies rather a lot. For them it must be both highly pleasurable and incredibly intimate. To use one's mouth to give another pleasure like that. It just seemed so deliciously deviant to her. But she had to know. She had to know if this exquisite human tasted as good as he looked. So she opened her maw and forced her long tongue into his much smaller mouth. A long thin tongue utterly filled Seven's mouth causing his super-socked cheeks to bulge outwards slightly to accommodate her, and no sooner had she done it than the taste of his saliva hit her. Instantly she knew why humans kissed. It was like a moment of pure clarity to her, as she felt the much smaller, wider, flatter tongue stroking and winding along hers. It was utterly sublime. Visa felt herself melting inside from the heat, was raging inside her now. It felt like her insides were made of utterly molten liquid. Her claw loins were utterly on fire. They yearned to be filled, 
to be filled with hard human male flesh. Seven's flesh, the only human she would ever allow to lay a hand upon her, the only human who through his respect, his kindness and his honour had earned that right. His new feelings utterly confused Visa. He was not a claw, looked nothing like a claw, but he still acted like one, but in her opinion was far more beautiful than one could ever be. To him she would be a monster, but it was obvious that she was not. It was obvious that he was looking at her the same way she was looking at him. She needed more. She needed to show him. She needed to be sure, without any doubt, and she knew just the way to find out. She broke their kiss and pulled her long tongue from Seven's mouth. He was blushing so hard now his face looked like he had sunburn. Wow! I never knew kissing could be this incredible. Seven stammered so utterly cutely, sending a wave of pride through Visa. By the look of it, both had shared their first kiss. Little did she know that Seven had indeed done it before, though never through a want to. I want you to wash my tail now, she said, trying to sound confident, all the while stammering inside. And Seven looked at her a little unfocused, but he nodded. Uh, uh, okay, he stammered softly. Visa got up and turned around to face away from him, her heart knocking in her chest the whole time. This to her was make or break. She squatted down and lowered herself onto her hands so her rear end was pointed right at Seven. Start at the tip and work to the root, please, she said, still trying to remain confident while looking over her shoulder at him. Seven nodded and moved to the tip of her long tail. He gripped it strongly and confidently, sending an electric thrill shooting right the way along it. Every fibre in Visa's body told her to lift it, to arch it right the way back up over her back and show him everything. But she fought to keep her composure, even as those exquisite, nimble fingers of this beautiful human began to work their way along, taking their time and thoroughly cleaning each and every single scale. It was like he was made for this. It was like he instinctively knew how to drive a female claw crazy with desire. But how could a human know of such deep, dark claw secrets? How could his instincts be so perfectly attuned to one so utterly different from himself? But as Seven's nimble but strong hands worked their way in circles, both scrubbing while massaging along her tail, Visa was trying her hardest not to dig her claws into the stone floor. Did this ravishing little human know that it pulled her heartstrings so hard she felt like a kite dancing on the winds of a feeling she'd never dared to dream? Did she even have a clue how he was making her feel? Was he doing it on purpose? He drew closer and closer to the root of Visa's tail, and as he did, Visa's apprehension and excitement grew like a bubble in her chest and belly. She was trying to plan what she was going to say, the depths of what she was going to ask him to do to prove the depth of his own feelings to her. Would he accept and would he do as she asked, before proving beyond any shadow of a doubt that their hearts were indeed aligned and indeed he was the male for her? Or would he be utterly disgusted and run for the hills leaving Visa's heart in tatters on the floor of this cave? 
and there's only one way to find out. As Seven reached the root of her tail, Visa lifted it. Visa had never lifted her tail for a male before. Not once. But here she was doing it for a human. But her pride and her dominant nature struggled to maintain their control. She had to be sure, and for her to be sure this human would have to be doing something utterly unknown to her kind. Something she had dreamed of ever since she'd seen it. If he did it willingly, then she knew and she would act. She heard Seven gasped as her tail arched up over her back, revealing the two treasures hidden underneath it. Well, technically it only revealed the one, but as she lifted it, she also moved the flap of armoured scales that protected her most sacred place to one side, so that it revealed it to his human eyes as well. The flap was there to protect her internet anatomy from getting dust or any other contaminants inside her most vulnerable place. This time her apprehension and excitement got the better of her, and she stammered a bit when she spoke. So Seven, I, I want you to clean under my tail. I want you to wash everything you see, she stammered softly, looking back to see the beautiful human looking under her tail, with what she hoped was an awestruck expression on his face. Oh, oh, okay, he stammered back, which made her heart leap for joy as he tried to rein it in. Now here came the big question, the ultimate test. If he would consent to do this for her, then there would be no doubt he would be her male. The one meant for her and for no one else. If he would do this for her, then she would claim him outright. No other female would ever touch him again, because he would belong to her and her alone. But I don't want you to use your hands, she said, and he cocked his head, confused. You don't? So what, my telekinesis then? He asked, sounding confused. She shook a large, horned head. No, not that, she said, and he now looked even more confused. Then what? he asked. Visa took the deepest breath of her life. This was it. Here it came, the question to and all questions, the one that would categorically prove that he didn't look at her at a claw, but simply as a woman, a female, a living, breathing a b being, same as he. He was willing to do this for her as a claw. That would mean that he, a human, felt the same way as she. I want you to use your tongue, she said softly. My my tongue. You 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 want me to lick you clean? Seven stammered, and Visa's heart bounced like a blood bug being hit by lightning. Yes, she said, and Seven took a deep breath, and Visa braced herself for his answer. The next words out of his beautiful mouth would either make her, or break her heart. But what would they be? And that, ladies and gentlemen, was Radiance Chapter 9. I do hope you enjoyed that. And uh, I can practically hear one of my readers called Dragon grinding his teeth already. Poor, poor boy. But you're all going to have to wait till next week to find out what Seven's answers are going to be. Will he run for the hills? Or will he submit? You can only one way to find out, and that's to tune in next time. So, 
Till next time, this is Ghost Nobody signing off and saying, I'll see you next time.